Hey guys, this is the Summer of Sandler Part 3 episode of the podcast, but I need to preface it by telling you that there were some audio issues with it. Um, we had that damn clipping sound, or that, that chopping sound come in about 22 minutes into our actual recording, 7 minutes into the actual podcast, and it's just there throughout. I can't get rid of it. Um, so, I just, uh, I apologize. Um, hope it's not too distracting. Um, but just wanted to warn you guys that it's there. Um, yeah, so otherwise, it's a great episode. We had a great discussion. We had Mike's brother, Kevin, back from the Guilty Pleasure Movies episode that we did a while back. And it was always great to have him. He was actually in the studio with us. So I hope you like it, despite the um, technical difficulties. And enjoy. We'll, tr- we'll do better for part four. Thanks, guys. This is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter. This is Tiny at Obsessive Tiny on Twitter. And this is Mike at I am Mike White on Twitter. And this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. Much better than last time. Yeah. Oh, I know. Last time was a disaster because <laughs> I tried to go off off script. Yeah. Um, yes. Classic Matt. Yes. Yes. So uh, enough bantering and stuff. We yeah. have an we have an important guest to introduce in studio for the first time, second time on the podcast. Um, he is the brother of our own Michael Lawrence White. His name is Kevin Allen White. The middle name. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Middle name. Hey, yeah, we had him on for uh, Guilty Pleasures. One yeah. of my favorite episodes, by the way. Yeah, and he wowed us. I know that uh, all the viewers loved me on the episode so much, but I was in Arizona then. Now I'm in room in yes. Indianapolis with uh, the guys. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's working his way. I'm not in studio, as I'm usually not. Like so he's working ball. his way into replacing me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. So it's it's fun to joke. I'm so glad Kevin's on the show, and we're going to start our Summer of Sandler Part 3, uh, 2004 to 2009. But uh, we wanted to start, I, and I particularly wanted to say the words, uh, we just found, we're recording, it's August 11th right now uh, when we're recording. We were all geared up to do this stupid Summer of Sandler episode about a, a group of stupid movies and like one good one. Uh, about Adam Sandler and news just broke uh, on the entire internet that Robin Williams uh, just died today, possible suicide. And uh, personally, I'm a wreck about it. He, he's he's another one of my heroes uh, that that I've lost. Um, I remember being younger and my friend Dustin and I would watch his stand up special on repeat. And um, some of his movies are personal favorites of mine. I, I um, Goodwill Hunting is is a personal favorite. So, this is yet another one that hits home. You know, there's no you don't need to rank who is most important to you in terms of what you've lost, but uh, this one hurts a lot. So, I, I think what we're going to try to do is talk about it just briefly, and then hope to maybe honor one of the great funny men with with a funny episode. So, um, you guys have anything to add? Uh, just that he was a very prolific. Um guy and he was just he was great i remember like i remember way back like when i was a kid watching like mrs doubtfire mm-hmm. and just loving it um 
Yeah, and it's just it's it's a bummer. It's it's really a shock. The fact that like every comedian, stand up comedian out there has a Robin Williams impersonation. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. His influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a very uh, a very eclectic repertoire. Mm-hmm. He could, you know, just do any impression and then he could just blow you away in a dramatic role. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people can do that. Yeah. And obviously it's a, it's another kind of sad. Um sixty three these days is not very old at all. So mm-hmm. um it, it's it's sad. It's clearly too soon and I, who's to say what else he could have done. You know, he's an Oscar winner. Mm-hmm. He won for Goodwill Hunting, so it's 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 disappointing. Yeah. He yeah. will be missed. Yep. And hopefully hopefully soon we can do uh we can do him a little more justice with a with a Robin Williams episode. Right. That'd be yeah. great. Absolutely. That uh, said, yeah. we spent the last few weeks this is part three of our summer of Sandler, two thousand four to two thousand and nine. We left off uh with Spanglish. So I think a couple of things. First, Kevin, what did you think of Spanglish? And then did you guys watch Spanglish over the break? Spanglish is by far one of my favorite Adam Sandler movies. Um, in general, I think it it covers all the all of the bases: funny, cute, sad, happy. Um, Sandler was good, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know. Everybody agrees, so it's kind of hard to say anything right. other than what you guys said on the last episode. So, yeah. Nice. Did you guys check it out? I've just been super busy. Totally, totally, yeah. totally um, watched it. Yeah, totally yeah. watched it. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I do plan on watching it before the fourth episode. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Should have told me I'd have brought it over. I, yeah, oh, I meant I to mention that, but damn, I don't know. I own it. Damn, mm. Matt, buy it. I, I might actually because <laughs> I, I think actually, it's a five dollar mm-hmm. bin these days. Nice. Might, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh nice. yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, okay, well, so. We'll wait on the Spanglish. We'll bring it back later. Our first movie in the Summer of Sandler Part 3 uh, was released in 05. It's our first movie of 05 as per his kind of annual uh, summer release. And this is actually uh, his highest grossing since Big Daddy. It made $158 million in the end of May, uh, The Longest Yard. Hmm, nice. A uh, remake of a, I can't, a 60s movie? Was it the 60s? 74? Yeah. 74? Sure. Ish. Must be Burt Reynolds or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey Must be. And the first thing is, another football movie? Yeah. Does huh. he strike you as a football guy? You know, he was relatively athletic in the movie. I mean, he's kind of an athletic guy. He yeah. is, and I kind of buy it in right. the movie. I remember seeing like an interview where it was, I think it was like the director, it may have even been like special features on the DVD, I don't remember. Um, but like the director was saying like he, they didn't really use stunt doubles that much for him. Like he would, huh. wow. what you saw on the movie was like his actual athleticism. So Is he mm-hmm. athletic or does he become athletic for roles? Huh. Well, you know, That's a good question. athleticism. He likes uh, basketball. He, he looks like a football player in the uniform. He looks like, he, he looks like a, like a Doug Flutie. Yeah. Kind of yeah. quarterback. But let's not forget, he has kind of a goofy face. So yeah, he's kind of a goofy football player. <laughs> he made a yeah. couple of Peyton Manning has a goofy face though, and he's the greatest quarterback who ever lived. <laughs> True. Right. I didn't. He made a couple of Adam Sandler faces in the helmet, like when they did close close ups <laughs> when he's running yeah. down the field. <laughs> he can't help himself. Uh, the mm-hmm. Adam Sandler faces and the Adam Sandler voices. I just I uh, can't stand them. We know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can I just say, uh, there's a lot of things to say about this movie, and, and I think we'll have a good discussion about it. A lot of negative things. But I, I think this is possibly his best, at least one of his best comedies. I, think I was surprised good. at the end of this movie how much I liked it. Me too. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Um, as uh, I liked it a lot more than The Waterboy. I'll say that. <laughs> um, I thought it was pretty good. It was... It wanted to be, um, I, I think. I think the direction was a little bit sloppy. Like, kind of some of the stuff, some of the setups of the more emotional stuff or the more like serious stuff was a little like, just a little like amateur hour, just a little bit. Some like there. Well, I'll say, MTV Films had its hands all over this movie. Ah, uh, yeah. It's so clearly an MTV Films movie. I mean, the cast, first of all. But yeah, I, I would say the slightly above amateur filmmaking. Yeah. The absolute worst part. The <laughs> commentator's booth when when they said, I think he sh** himself. Oh, at the yeah. Same time, I rolled my eyes. Uh. By myself, I rolled my eyes. <laughs> uh, yeah. The worst for me, no surprise, is uh, Rob Schneider's... Yeah, cameo, like yet again. What, what, yet is, again. what does he say? I can't. Uh, he says, can't "Don't make what, me say it." What it is? Are you sure? Because uh, was stand, he in this? I think are it was a little different in this one. I think it was slightly. No. Oh, he stands up in the stands he and he's like, "You can do it." Oh, or, you that's can right. do it. And then he says, "You can do it, old man," or with your old ass or something like that. Oh uh, yeah. It's like so you know it okay. shows his range. I, I completely perfectly. forgot about that. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Who's um, this Rob Sh- Rob Schneider? Rob Schneider. I think he was in uh, the Animal. Oh, that's... which Rob okay. Rob Schneider is <laughs> the stapler. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk about the Animal because Adam Sandler only had a cameo, but I only found out after the second after we recorded the second episode that his cameo in it is he's in the, he's in the crowd and he says you can do it to Rob Schneider, Ugh. and I'm like, and it's just like going back to. Talking about the goofy Adam Sandler face, he makes that face when he says it, and it's like, I just want to just punch him so hard in the face. <laughs> I will say, growing uh-huh. up, Kevin and I watched Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, no fewer than five times. At least. <laughs> <laughs> never seen it. I've never seen it either. Yeah. Uh, so- lots of cameos. I would say William Fickner, but he's kind of more a character actor. Courtney Cox's yeah. boobs. <laughs> Holy cool, cow. cool of oh, yeah. cool of them to do this movie. They were out there, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the cast earlier. Did you did you mention the cast with a grain of salt, meaning you weren't crazy about it, or what's I, the question? You mentioned the cast almost with a bit of uh, tone. Were you not happy with the cast, or do you like? Oh no, no, no! I don't mean to. In fact, okay. uh, another one of my notes is. Uh, Probably the biggest one is it's a shame Sandler yet again is phoning in this performance because everyone else is pulling their weight. Yeah. Everyone else. True. You it's know, a better movie than it has to be, yeah. and, and it feels different. It feels very different. I think that's kind of what I wanted to hone in on uh, on this on this uh, uh, this movie is that it feels different than an Adam Sandler movie. It, it's kind of like an all-star movie that just happens to have Adam Sandler in it. It's okay. a shame he's not pulling their his weight. Yeah, and any movie that features Nelly, I mean, I'm there. Yeah. Um, hello. Yeah, that Anyone? that long Nelly. list <laughs> got that Midwest swing. Yeah. yeah. How many movies is Nelly in? I wanted. I've only. I'm only aware of one. <laughs> I don't know. He might be in another one. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Anyways, but you know, uh, are, do you do you say that to say he did a poor job? Because you know, I, I mean, he's better than Adam Sandler. I, <laughs> I say that with like just just to kind of be a douche. I mean, he actually did a pretty good job in it. Um, he's another person who's actually an athlete. Like he almost played professional baseball. And football, I thought. Was it I football thought he too? was a running back. As well. I know he actually got recruited by the MLB when he was like in high school. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Wow. Did he bat a thousand? <sighs> Call back. Call back to Maybe off in mic one stuff. of those like MTV softball celebrity games. <laughs> <laughs> those were so awesome back in the day. <laughs> kind of like this movie. He was also in four episodes of CSI New York. Ooh, let's get on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, he's seen. Um, when they're trying to round everybody up, and he goes to the uh, to the the basketball players, mm-hmm. and the scene where Michael Irvin is kind of giving them the business on the court, and he and he roughs them up. A co- it's call your own fouls. Yeah, and he roughs them up a couple times, and uh, crew continues to play. That's a great sports movie moment. Totally, I think. Totally, it's a trope, yeah, but they made it their own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he definitely roughed up the suspect there. Hey, hey. <laughs> Listen to our one-year anniversary special for that, guys. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, regarding the cast, I think if you're going to make a movie like this, this is like the perfect cast. Uh, yeah. Mike called it an all-star cast. It absolutely is. I mean, there's a bunch of retired, successful, and maybe not so successful football players in the movie. Um, like uh, Bill Goldberg played in college. Terry Crews played in college. Uh, the giant black guy who has the Polish name. What is Smetowski or Swatowski or whatever. He played college ball and then a bunch sure. of retired pro professional football players. Yes. The Romanowski and stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you have to make a movie like this, choose the best of the best. Yeah. And just freakishly huge people that are awesome. Like the yeah. giant, the giant guy. Right. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, I can't remember either. It also yeah, featured wrestler. Is okay. he? Dalip Singh. There we go. There you go. Um, also, is is the the one guy? Is he John Turturro's son? I don't know. Who's that? The little the little squirrely guy. Brucey. Yeah, Brucey. Brucey. Yeah, he. Uh, this think? is like the first of his couple of movies that he's in. Yeah. He like became one of the Sandler crew. Yeah. He's John Turturro's younger brother. Younger brother? Really? Yeah. Huh. huh. I just assumed he was like his son. Nicholas Turturro. He was born in 1962. Wow. So, yeah. Well, he's super annoying. I guess not everybody pulled their weight. (laughs) You know, in this movie, he was okay. It was like they they rehashed that same joke throughout the movie, and it kind of got a little tired, but I thought it it was kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of rehashing jokes, we get our second Colonel Sanders joke. (laughs) Oh, yeah. When he go when he first comes to prison and he and he looks at one of the guys he says yeah. uh, looks like Colonel Sanders has been eating a little too much of his own chicken. <laughs> That's then, his second Colonel Sanders joke in his second football movie. Yeah, as I said, the other ones in the other football movie. Yeah. Huh? Huh? Who was this Colonel Sanders guy in this movie? I can't remember his character. His name's Adam Sandler. <laughs> I don't know. No, he I don't know. Like, was he? Uh, uh, I think he was the owner of the football owner, team. Maybe, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. 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 He kind of had like a. a quintessential like texas like kind of almost like oil man kind of persona yeah yeah, yeah. kind of thing um also i'm not going to harp on this guys but i just want to point out mcdonald's um (laughs) all right man (laughs) although kevin it was okay to listen to the last episode about what uh, matt's bugaboo with product placement yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah 
It was. I mean, it didn't bother me this time because I was like, eh, Sandler. But I was just like, okay, You're getting yeah. over it. I'm I'm getting over it a little bit. I mean, them putting a, a burger with a coffin is a little much. But you know, it all it made me think it was. It didn't make me think, oh, I want McDonald's. It made me think, wow, here in like maybe like a week or so, that is going to be some. I wonder what it's gonna ha- what's gonna happen to the burger. Nothing. Gonna, nothing. Did you see Super Size Me? Yeah. Oh. Nothing happens to the burger. Preservatives. That's it right. looks exactly the same. It's packed with so many chemicals, it doesn't. Huh. The fries huh. were the ones that lasted the longest. Oh. The fries will last forever. Yeah. Because they're entirely artificial. Okay. Yeah. Have you ever found a Have you ever found a French fry in the bottom of your car a year later and eat it? Oh, yeah. Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin said that with confident confidence. Eat it. You <laughs> and edit, eat it. And eat it. it. He knows. He knew where I was going. Wrong. <laughs> We've been saying um, jokes for each other about, for uh, <laughs> Tracy Morgan in the in the longest yard. <laughs> funny, funny, yeah, very gonna, funny. I was gonna bring this up. It's it's like a every movie seems to have like offensive gay jokes in it, and yeah. obviously we're gonna get to one later that's a two hour gay that, joke, right? Yes, but exactly. it seems to occur in like every movie. And I meant mm-hmm. to bring it. I was gonna bring it up in part four, but like. Since we're talking about it now, <laughs> it's like they just dive into like the most stereotypical like gay yeah. things possible. Like, are not, they gay though? They call them the girls. Well, they're not girls. Well, <laughs> but are they transgender? <sighs> no. no, no, they're transvestite. No. Transvestite. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just like. I mean, I realize we're we're in a prison setting here, and there sure. are actual prisoners like that. But like, it's not really funny. It's very cartoonish. <laughs> yeah. It. Uh, cartoonish. And I'm, I'm gonna preface this. I'm. It's gonna be a horrible joke. But, I mean, with Tracy Morgan, it was funny because it's Tracy Morgan. But eventually, it kind of just turned into kind of a big car wreck. Jeez, dude. I'm so sorry. I'm, I might have to cut that out. <laughs> no, you're not. We're gonna reference it a bunch. Yeah, we want to know. He's doing better, thank He's you. He's doing better. Yeah, if he had died, I wouldn't have said that. Sure you yeah. wouldn't. No, no. Don't believe you. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Yeah. By the way, the actor is Walter Williamson, who played Colonel Sanders. No. Oh. Yeah. Colonel Sanders. Uh Terry Crews. He had a like kind of a, he had a limited role this time. Is um, this one of his first movies? It's his first Sandler movie, I know that. Okay. Um and he was he was the old Spice guy, right? I didn't make that up in my head, right? Yes, he was. Okay. Yeah. So was this before or after that? I think this was before. I think, I think it was. so, too. Yeah. Huh. He's been in a lot of stuff lately. He has. Yeah, he's well, he's big. He's really good on uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the Expendables. Okay, well, he's in a lot of stuff. I'm excited for the third one. Anyway, uh, so The Longest Yard, I think I think we all agree, better than it needs to be, better than we expected, mm-hmm. um, and kind of a kind of a high point, at least lately. Yeah, right. I I don't want to brush over this or anything, but I mean, I was actually very surprised with how much I liked this movie. Um, yeah, because I like I'm not a sports guy at all, but I I really like sports movies. And this is actually a, a very good or a decent sports movie. I wouldn't call it like the best football movie ever or anything like that, but mm-hmm. it does what it does and it does does it fairly competently. <laughs> I enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it because yeah. of yeah. football season coming up. Right. Yeah. Out. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Uh, it's rote. It hits a lot of the same Adam Sandler comedy notes as far as the Adam Sandler part is concerned. 
uh, and it's very, very MTV. But mm-hmm. for a certain audience, I, I think this is a very well done movie. Is this a Happy Madison movie? Yeah. It is not. It's strictly it oh, no. MTV. That's what I thought. Uh, and it's Paramount, and he's done Sony for his last 10 movies or so. And this is a Paramount Pictures, and it was uh, written by someone who does not usually write on the Adam Sandler movies. Huh. Mm-hmm. I was looking at the director, too, uh, Peter Siegel. He's done mm-hmm. a couple. He did Fifty First Dates and mm-hmm. Anger mm-hmm. Management, but I don't know if he's really one of the – I don't think he's Adam Sandler's bitch. He's not Dennis Dugan. I was just going to say that. Even though it wasn't written by someone who writes for Sandler, they still got that damn Rob Schneider in it. Yeah, they did. did. Uh, I don't think they can get away from that. No. Uh, So three months later, uh, he did a cameo on Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, and then took that fall off. Uh, The following summer, we're in June of 06. Again, these are our college years, uh, Matt and Tiny. This was when Click was released, with his, which is his sixth highest-grossing film. Back with Sony, $137 million, uh, released in 06. Now, I'm excited to talk about this one. Yeah. Can, because as okay. soon as Matt watched it, he uh, texted in the pod chat or... or Maybe it was he just tweeted it, but he's got some strong opinions about this. Yes, and do you, do you mind if I if I just jump into it real quick? Please do. Okay. Hate Beck and Sale. So, <laughs> wow. Sorry. Don't go okay. obvious, Tiny. Okay. Hey. So, all right. Click is a movie that I was very interested in seeing when it first came out back in '06, and I I think I rented it or something, and I watched it in it. Like, okay, this was back, like, around the time I had Netflix and stuff, and it was, like, disc-based stuff that, like, I always had disc-based Netflix and all that. So, every now and then, I'll go on Netflix, and I'll, I'll like, go on streaming, and I'll see, like, I have rated a movie before from, like, years and years ago. And mm-hmm. Click is one of those movies that I rated one star, <laughs> <laughs> because I did not like this movie when I when I saw it uh, that first. I, I Something about it just rubbed me the wrong way. I thought it was a goofy kind of movie that, that could have been a lot better with the premise and all that but after watching it this time this is like the only time that i've taken a movie that's one star and giving it four out of five stars on netflix wow okay yeah i'm so glad (laughs) very big jump i made it i really liked it you want to explain that i thought we were going (laughs) to scrape yeah what what are your strong opinions um you know it, I don't know if it has to do with me like getting older and, and kind of like you know being an older person than I was back then, but it's like it it really it really got to me some of the some of the more familiar uh, family kind of stuff because um, it's, it's like a family comedy and drama and it has some problems I will get into in a moment but um, kind of the big the big theme of it is that he he's a workaholic and he puts his work before his family and his family suffers for it and it's they go into like the far future with it and i mean and like the set design and stuff is just not it's like very very like futuristic like like there's no way that this is what the future is going to be like but let's go nuts with it um but some of the family stuff like him and him and him uh him and henry henry winkler and that one scene, just that got to me. That was pretty well done. Yeah, yeah. I was just Fantastic. like, when he pauses it, I was just like, uh, I'm gonna cry in a <laughs> Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> you know, it was I always do. For an Oscar. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Huh. Do you want to guess in what? 
Um, Special effects. Best actor, Adam Sandler. Seriously? No. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, whoa. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, best achievement makeup. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh-huh. I'm so glad Matt bought uh, that for a second. Like, Wait, what? I know. <laughs> No, but I, I really, really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought that it was just a really well-done movie. It had, like I said, it had problems. Um, first of all, why didn't he just pause it and do his work and then spend time with his family? Like, yeah. why, why couldn't he have done that? Well, why the, the point is that he didn't have the wherewithal to do that kind of good-natured thing. Oh, yeah. He also would have gotten old really fast. That's true. Yeah. I think it's See, it's a perfect that. movie, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Mikey. Yeah. My biggest, <laughs> biggest problem is just, wh- why did the dog have to try to f*** everything? Because it's an Adam Sandler. So, like, what? so what? they could show it <laughs> that one's fast for the kids. forward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, we got to be PG-13. Uh, I, I, what, just so why? that they can hint that Kate Beckinsale's into some really weird stuff. Yeah, that's true. Um, that was kind yeah. of the highlight of that. Kate yeah. Beckinsale. That's true. <laughs> This was, um, I think, pretty recently after Adam Sandler's father's death. Oh wow! Hmm. Yeah, huh. I, I don't want to say uh, I don't want to say very recently, um, but I want to say at least within the like five years of this movie coming out. Yeah, uh, his father died in '03, and this movie huh. came out in '06. Wow. Hmm. Very, very interesting to take up this kind of movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I love the premise because I, I love any kind of time travel. But yeah, yeah, Ke- of course. Kevin, what did you think of Click? I liked Click a lot. It's uh, it's the one tr- cheesy dream movie where I was really, really glad that it was a dream at the end. <laughs> I would have been so bummed. Think about how sad it is for like the last, you know, half hour of it. And oh, then it's so depressing. The last ten minutes, it's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Terry Crews is in this, too. <laughs> yeah, yep, the so. singing guy in the car. Yeah. Yep. I really uh, don't like Terry Crews singing. He does, like, all the body jerks. Yeah, he's a bit much. I hate that. Yeah, he, I didn't like it at first un, until later on I saw him in some other things, and I kind of grew an appreciation for Terry Crews. Now now I see that scene, and I'm just like, well, that's that's Terry Crews. Terry Crews, he's funny. It's not him and Blended, though. Blended watch, was the Watch worst. the movie White Chicks, Mike, White Chicks. and you'll change your mind about Terry <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, well, White Chicks got it. an endorsement on our podcast. <laughs> You're never invited back, Kevin. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Just kidding. Uh, so, uh, David Hasselhoff is in this movie. He is. Yes, he is. Did As you guys a... like him or hate him or just kind of tolerate him? Kind of tolerated yeah, him. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Eye roller. I mean... They could have just put nobody in the role, yeah. and it wouldn't have stood out at all. Kind of run-of-the-mill, archetypical kind of villainous role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't. It yeah. was just kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the Hoff. I yeah. really liked uh, when he farted in his face. <laughs> David, David Hasselhoff going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sound of your mouth recorded very well there. Kevin. Yeah. It did. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I was waiting for it to like go into the the Baywatch music <laughs> in slow motion. Oh, I'm glad it didn't. Some people stand in the darkness. Afraid to step into the light. I knew Mike was going to do it. Yeah. I knew he was going to do it. Some people need to help somebody. 
<laughs> Mike could not let that go unfinished. <laughs> God no damn it. <laughs> I know you as well as your brother, Mike. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, All right. It. Anyways. You guys. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, you know, <sighs> I thought the movie was okay. I'm not, I guess I'm in the minority here. I thought it was okay. I, I didn't love it. It's just, they they had such great scenes in this, like you guys discussed. Like the last half hour, like Kevin said, is just kind of kind of beautiful, really. Um, and then, but then it's just like they just throw in all the cheap stuff, and it's like, it just drags it down for me. Yeah. Like the dog banging the stuffed animal the whole yeah. time, and just the fat jokes and stuff. Yeah. It's like, eh. I don't know. I just want to say that you started singing and then left it hanging, like <laughs> almost that I imagined you with your ear out pointed toward me, <laughs> passing it off to me. That's our thing, Mike. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I all valid points, Tiny. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree. But s- something about uh, the <laughs> surprising emotional depth of the movie hits mm. home for me. And I'll also add this. Uh, it was the second to last movie I saw with my particular girlfriend at that time. And I remember seeing the family aspect of it and thinking, I don't ever want this with this girl. <laughs> <laughs> Man, your exes take a beating on this podcast. They do. They do you're right. But they're uh, supposed to. They're your exes. Yeah, they do. And I absolutely adore my wife. And, and yeah. I name drop her almost every episode. Nice. Yeah. Hi, Amanda. You don't listen to this show. Uh, <laughs> awesome. I had to like. I go into Adam Sandler movies ready to tolerate the bad stuff. Okay, so that's yeah, an that interesting makes, perspective. That makes Click awesome to me okay, yeah. because the little bad stuff, like the screw and the dog, doesn't. I'm ready for it, so okay. I just let it happen and enjoy the rest. I'm too just. I don't even know. I'm, I just space it out, all the dumb stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and you, Click is so good aside from it that it doesn't even bother me at all. Okay. That's, that's awesome that you say that because that's kind of the thesis of this project. <laughs> Managing what, your expectations. What is the interest in Adam Sandler? Do you have a nostalgic feeling toward Adam Sandler? Have his movies actually palpably, tangibly gotten worse? Uh, or or what? And and I and I almost wish you were kind of on the first two to see how you feel about uh, Adam Sand or uh, rewatch Billy Madison yeah. upon rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I mean, this is the twenty-first movie <laughs> in our long list here. Yeah. And I mean, you you kind of build up an immunity or an ex an expectation to his to his his uh, air quotes here comedy because <laughs> um, he's very lowbrow very toilet humor kind of stuff and with this it's like we said it's a very emotional there's an emotional connection there like with family and all that I mean it's not like I mean there are better movies in this in this thing I'm thinking of like about time is much better um, mm-hmm. than this yeah. but it made me want to watch about time. So the animals, yeah. the animals having sex with things in Adam Sandler movies is like my. That's like that's like how you feel about the product placement <laughs> for me. You know, by the I, way, this movie was brought to you by Yodels. <laughs> um, I can't look past. Are Yodels it. real? Yeah, are those I, real? I looked them up. They are. They were Twinkies and Yodels, right? Right. Yeah. And to his credit, it's not like a big name brand thing. So he could, it could have been like a Hostess or or something or a little. I did, I was going to ask. Was yeah. it, is Yodels Hostess? No, it's it's, it's. I think it's like a smaller company. So gotcha. good on him for that. But 
Hmm. You know, but it he made threw me... a hostess in there too. With the yeah, Twinkies, that's true. So. And there was also Bed Bath and Beyond. Yeah, true. So, well, there's the scene the at the one. very beginning yeah. when he's driving down the road, and it's all of the the typical <laughs> yeah. like mall area stores. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he li- list off a bunch of stores? Yeah, he yeah. he says them out loud. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of wish. I kind of wish. There's been Popeye's like, chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was watching it thinking Matt's already hating it. Yeah. <laughs> like when he passed by Best Buy, I kind of wanted him to be like, Best Buy, oh, they're a great store, but they're closed. Their universal <laughs> remotes suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, you know, it's it's a good movie. The kid, Very good movie. The kids were kind of decent in this. Yeah. I was, I was just about yeah. to mention the kids, the yeah. neighbor kid. Redhead oh my named O'Doyle. Yeah. Yeah. Reference to, to Billy, Billy Madison. Madison. Yeah. Billy yeah. Madison. Um, That's true. Good catch. And I, I'll, I was going to say, I'll admit the part where I laughed my ass off was when he was smoking the cigar. And he's like, oh, no, actually, I caught O'Doyle with it. I think there's marijuana in it. <laughs> that was hol- I laughed so hard at that. That was uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that Sorry. was good. Yeah. We've also neglected to mention uh, Christopher Walken as, as Morty. Oh, yeah. Mort. Hmm. Mort. Do any Who of is, uh, I guess, pretty forgettable. <laughs> do any of us have a walking impression? <laughs> I do, but I now's not the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams just died, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can't do Oof. that. True. Was that a little too blue? Yeah. You just brought it down a little bit. Anyway. Yeah, a little bit. Do you want me to make uh, another Tracy Morgan car accident joke? <laughs> and I'm the one to reference it, so I need to keep it in. Damn it. Yes. Yes, you do. Uh, yeah, you do. Anyway. All right, so moving on. Uh, that he. Um, sorry, <laughs> edit that out. Uh, that, uh, uh, you guys still there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys were just letting me have that one. <laughs> you guys still hear it? You're not laughing or anything? Oh, uh, we know. We know. No, I wanted you. To, I was thinking you were gonna laugh at me. All right. No, uh, we're respectful. In March of 07, uh, he released a fairly low-grossing movie, $19 million, uh, Sony Pictures' Reign Over Me. Uh, and this is, uh, I, after watching, doing this project, this is a contender for, for best movie of Adam Sandler's career, mm-hmm. if you ask me. It's the first movie under Madison 23 Productions, uh, which I had to research because I had never noticed it before. It's the same thing as Happy Madison. It's the same people, and, and it's him. Uh, it's just he decided to do it for his more dramatic movies. Hmm. Okay. Kind of like Paramount Vantage or... Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, Madison 23 Productions. Huh. Huh. Um, yeah. Uh-oh. Dude. Uh-oh. <laughs> let, me, let me just say something real quick. Go, go right ahead. I, what, what, what was the year on this one? 2007. Uh, seven. Okay, so I had just gone to college, and this was a movie I saw, and my roommate and I watched it and absolutely loved it, and we ended up buying a Bigfoot gas-powered scooter. Oh, yeah. Because of how entertained we were by the idea in this movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you ride, like, like on the Tandem? Side? Yeah. Yeah. We did. Nice. But, Funny thing, uh, that scene where, like, toward the beginning of the movie, they're, during their meet cute, when they're riding around, uh, Amanda and I both laughed, and Amanda goes, "It's like they're falling in love." <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah. Tiny, what did you think of this movie? Oh, I love this movie. I remember seeing it and like recommending it to you a bunch. Oh, yeah. And I think we finally watched it and you just fell asleep during it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that, that sounds yeah. like Oh, no. That's the case with a lot of movies we've watched. Yeah. Um, but this movie, man, it's just... So many things about it. I think, honestly, my favorite thing, other than the performance, is probably the script. Um, Mike Binder, yeah. who, if you see him, you'll recognize him. He plays uh, an attorney in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's made a couple movies. Um, it's all independent, small stuff like this. Um, most notably, um, um, The Upside of Anger. That's that's a pretty cool movie. I mean, Kevin Costner's in it, so. Eh. But yeah. um, he's he's just a really talented writer. I I appreciate what he does with his characters, um, how they bounce off each other, and they, it's like they 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 just hate each other at the beginning and then love each other by the end. It's it's beautiful, you guys. Um, so and, and we get that in this movie. It's there's just so much depth to it. I got really into the characters. Yeah, watching it, you I, can't not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. Adam, this is not an Adam Sandler movie per se. He actually auditioned oh, for wow. the role. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Mike Bender wrote the the role, and he he uh, Brad Pitt was considered for the role of Charlie. Oh. Huh. I don't know how I would have liked yeah, that. I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know that I would have. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I I don't. Uh, maybe it's because Brad Pitt's so perfect. I almost don't believe that he could ever break down that far. Right. <laughs> but Adam Sandler. Totally is Charlie. Oh okay. yeah. I mean, I, oh, yeah. I can see that. I mean, he is clearly a family man. We saw it in Click. Uh, he he does that well, and I can absolutely see him breaking down in this way. Mm-hmm. His performance is extremely good in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The parts where where he just kind of um. There's one part in particular I can't remember it now, but it may have been the courtroom scene. Um, also, surprise courtroom drama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But there's the when he's when he puts on the the headphones, which which I was just like the is it his landlord or yeah gives, yeah gives I'm like headphones. she's such an enabler, yep. but um <laughs> and he's like he's like listening to the song and he's just like you know like nodding his head and kind of like you know going to a special place and everything. I was like, dude, that just breaks my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, the obvious scene where he he finally tells uh, Don Cheadle's character. The story, yes, yeah, right out, up, yeah. right outside the oh, yeah. the room with the um, yeah, with Amanda Pete, yeah, Amanda Pete. Um, again, I'll I'll say again, uh, another yeah, uh, uh, another group into this project. I'm still gonna go with Spanglish as my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but this is far and away my favorite Adam Sandler moment. Mm-hmm. Again, more proof that he can act. Oh, totally. Yeah. He oh, hits, yeah. hits the scene out of the park. He oh, does. Yeah. And and I'll go, uh, Tiny, to your point and to the credit of the writer, the tension being built up to that point is brilliant. And I'm not saying that Adam Sandler couldn't handle it because, you know, I've been a proponent of his and I've said that he could handle stuff, the dramatic stuff like this. However, the whole time I'm waiting for the story to be told because we know we're going to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they and they just so brilliantly build up that tension till it releases and and he finally tells the story. That scene that scene works and fires on every cylinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interestingly enough, it's almost like they just kind of got out of Adam Sandler's way. Mm-hmm. Just put up yeah, kind of. Yeah, I mean it's which you just wouldn't expect from yeah. Adam Sandler because he's he's so used to having other people carry him. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's not what we got in this scene. It was. It was amazing. I wish you'd do more of it. Yeah. 
the um the I, I do have some like issues with the movie, uh, but it's not a Sandler issue. It's just I thought <laughs> I thought the movie was a little long. It was a little kind of after maybe like ten minutes. <laughs> ten minutes. Yeah, I I'll, I'm gonna let you finish. That's like the seventh time I've made that Kanye joke. Right. Um, but but I'll say I watched this uh in a day where I watched like six mo- four mo- five movies. Mm-hmm. I watched five movies and this was the quickest one. And I don't mean shortest uh-huh. one, but uh I I watched right. Boogie Nights for the first time and that oh, was wow. a challenge That's, to sit through. Yeah. That's but this commitment. movie I I was uh it rained over me. Hey. Uh. <laughs> uh it passed the Amanda test. She stayed awake the whole time. Oh nice. Yeah. Cool. I watched it first because I was excited to watch it. Of, huh, oh, yeah, nice. I watched it first. Actually, so did I. I watched it while I was watching the movies for part two. Nice. <laughs> it's it actually fun. kind of interesting. Well, not really interesting remotely, but I actually watched all these movies in chronological order. Nice. nice. That's yeah. how it's supposed to be done. I, yeah. I should have done that. I should, would. I should add, actually, I watched this before I was invited on the podcast. <laughs> I, I was, you know, watching the or listening to part two, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, what's on part three? And I was like, oh, I got to watch Rain Over Me because I own nice. it. So I was just ready to watch it. Nice. Yeah. Matt, yeah. Uh, you were on a point. Oh, yeah. Just, I thought it was just a, like between the time when the, he reveals like his story and the ending, I thought it was just, it was like they could have cut some of that a little bit and shortened it and made it a little bit tighter because it was kind of like, just it drug for me a little bit, and then I, I'll give you that. I yeah, can agree. And it's that's the emotional climax of the film. Yeah. D- despite the fact that they think when he screams "Rain over me" with his mm-hmm. headphones on, they think that's the emotional climax. Yeah. But it's not. They've right. been building the tension toward him, uh, telling the story the whole time, and and that's when the movie peaks. But so, so I will give you that one. Yeah, and then the ending. I you know. I wasn't disappointed with the ending. I actually appreciate the ending quite a bit because they leave it open. They kind of they don't give you this tidy ending where it's like, oh, he's all better now, he's fine. But they give you like a little hint that like he's gonna be okay, but mm-hmm. he's got a lot of stuff to work through. So I appreciated that, but I also kind of thought like it was kind of left a little bit hanging for me. Um, and then it was kind of just, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was kind of. Um. Oh, it seemed like they were trying to conceal the 9/11 aspect of it until they revealed it like later in the movie, but they just didn't do a good job of that. I was about to ask that. Yeah, it kind of seemed like was it supposed to be like a twist? Because I mean, it's no. pretty clear. Yeah. I you know, well, you know the the lawyer says it. He says he's the one who first says. On September 11th, yeah. 2001, that all changed. I think about the midpoint of the movie. I think. Yeah, and like um, before that. Before that, all we've said is, like, was it the plane? And we're thinking, like, if you go into it thinking, like, okay, well, it's, you know, not a plane. Like, if you just think it's a plane crash or whatever, then, you know, and you go in or whatever, um, you wouldn't think anything more of it. And it would be, like, kind of a shock. But then, like, the when he has the – when he talks to his in-law, mother-in-law, she's, she's like, the – crazy people from around the world decided to take them, take them away or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it, it, it kind of felt like they were kind of skirting around it a little bit or to make couple it, things. Yeah, a couple of things. A couple things. I just think they didn't want to draw attention to it. I yes. Wrote it, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wrote it in my notes as a question. 
was it clear right away that his family died in 9-11? Because I didn't, watching it, I knew it, but I couldn't remember from when I first watched it if it was obvious to everyone else. Yeah, and that's another problem I had because I knew that there was a very strong ties, very strong ties to 9-11 in the movie when I went in to watch it this time. So I, maybe it's just a, um, a bias on my part from that. Um, I don't like so I don't that know. they concealed it. I don't like and you know it almost plays like they had a script and then like maybe it was on the shelf for a while and they're like well, maybe we should throw some 911 in there. I people complain like about that. I That's kind like of one of the biggest complaints. Yeah. Is yeah. the 911 thing. I feel like it's kind of a cheap grasp for for emotion. Yeah. yeah. They do it in uh, that movie Remember Me with yeah. Robert Pattinson. I still kind of want to see that and movie. And that's the only reason that it, if you already knew about it. Right. But oh, I know about it. I'm sorry for ruining it. <laughs> um, it's I a like, Robert Pattinson a movie. movie. Go right ahead. That's whatever. drastically different though because that's like a gotcha moment at the end. It is. Yeah. yeah it's, so, it's a bigger plot point. Right. I'll, I'll, I want to say a couple things. I think I haven't seen the trailer obviously in seven, eight years. But uh, I think going in, you knew that it was 9-11, right? All the advertisements were 9-11. Uh, and, and I also think I, it's not so much that they were trying to conceal the fact that it was 9-11, and, and that's the pop uh, secret. <laughs> uh, I have my pop secret. <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't think they were trying to make it a secret. I, I just feel like... They weren't addressing exactly what happened to Charlie. I mean, everything was kind of built. You, you didn't even know his family was dead until um, until Don Cheadle gets home and, and his daughter says, isn't that the guy who lost his whole family? So I think it's just kind of a building of information. And plus, yeah. I think, again, I don't think they wanted to draw attention to it because I don't think they wanted it to seem like they were capitalizing on the tragedy. True, right. right. You know. But then when they when they do the slow reveal of it, they kind of kind of shoots them in the foot with that one. I don't, I don't agree. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. I, I can see why how that might happen, but it, I, I it, didn't get that from it. And I, I should say, it's not like it ruined the movie for me or anything. It just, it was something that was on my mind. It didn't mm-hmm. even bother me or anything. Um, yeah, that's, that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, uh, um, I like that when Mike used the phrase the phrase um, "emotional climax" mm-hmm. because that's there's two of them because we get the emotional climax for the film itself when he opens up to Don Cheadle outside the psychiatrist's office and stuff yeah. like that, which was, uh-huh. which was Liv Tyler, not Amanda Peet, by the way. Right. Um, uh, oh yeah! Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think, so stupid. <laughs> uh, that's the emotional climax of the movie, but I kind of feel like the emotional climax of Can I guess? Can I guess? The character is go ahead. Uh is when he talks to his parents uh, in-laws. Ding 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 ding. Yes. Yeah, I was go ahead. Cuz that's an amazing scene as well. Oh, yeah. I mean it's just that's his only family that he has left, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I just I thought it was pretty amazing. There was yeah. one thing in the movie that really bothered me, and it was during that scene the way that he talks to his in-laws, are you talking about in the kitchen? Like No. Okay. It's in well, outside of the courtroom. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, there's a part later then in the kitchen when he's unpacking his stuff and getting ready to move. And he's talking to them about the, the family, about his family. And he sounds like Scuba Sam from... Huh. from Scuba Steve? Big, or No, Scuba Sam. Scuba Steve's father. Uh, <laughs> Scuba Steve is the toy. Scuba yeah, Sam right. is his, his Scuba dad. Sam. I did not make that Watch connection. Scuba Sam. <laughs> oh 
God. I don't recall. It was Steve's father. Yeah, yeah. I don't it's not his part. fault he can't read. <laughs> wow, I'm going to have to go back and check that out. You guys want to hear an interesting little note that I'm pr- kind of proud of myself for c- picking up on? Please. It's about 20 minutes in. It's one of the composed songs in the movie, not a song for the soundtrack, but a composed okay. song. It's by Rolf Kent, who wrote and composed the theme of Dexter. Oh, wow. And I, I heard it, and I was like, this sounds kind of dexter So I looked it up, and I huh. and it is. Huh. Weren't there a lot of, uh, like, beep-boop, beep-boop, beep-boop yeah. kind of things in the soundtrack? Yeah. I remember, like, th- uh, thinking that was a little little goofy. Nice right. catch, Rolf Kent yeah. did it all <laughs> in, in Rain Over Me, but That's just true. the theme of Dexter. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Very cool. Good catch, yeah. yeah. Good on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so again, another kind of we're all in agreement on that. Anything else we want to say about Rain Over Me? Uh, no. Don Cheadle was really good. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I, I really I liked love him. Don Cheadle. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Real quick, part, I'm part was written for Tom Cruise, but huh. he turned oh, wow. it down. That wouldn't have been right. Thank either. God for that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, real quick, did you guys kind of feel like Saffron Burroughs' character was kind of like, uh, like? really like less important like not not like superfluous or unnecessary but just kind of like she almost couldn't have didn't need to be in the movie almost she almost she didn't need to be in the last half she kind of she i mean she drove some of the plot definitely yeah the yeah. character definitely drove some of the plot but like i don't know it was almost like a distraction yeah she was good for the conflict for like so, so, to added pressure to don Cheadle's character yeah but toward the end when when you see that she's gonna come like she's gonna be integral to the to the end of the movie mm-hmm. and like and i i kind of liked it i thought it was kind of charming the way they hinted at that they're kind of gonna fix each other or whatever but also i was like oh, it seems like a little bit of a a stretch i guess yeah. kind of, a little wife? tidy is that the wife who, she's the the, she's the, the, the the kind of the crazy white lady who tried to blow don Cheadle. <laughs> yeah oh god in the dentist yeah yeah and ends up with charlie kind of kind of possibly applied potentially yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't lazy writing. Absolutely, wasn't. No, no. it wasn't lazy writing because again, she's an integral character to an extent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's and it's not a complaint. It's just something I kind of noticed this watch through because it's like so much of the movie is just like almost perfect for me, and that was almost like a little thing that kind of stuck out when I watched yeah. it this time. It was a little so. too tidy for me. T- yeah, yeah, tidy. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know, I didn't notice it outright, but I, I absolutely see what you're saying. Okay, and plus, you know, Don Cheadle was the main character of the movie. Mm-hmm. We yeah, kind of, it kind of, yeah, it kind of gets. He's a little overshadowed, obviously. No. But um, really quickly, I love, love, love the scene where he goes and tells off his partners, <laughs> and then, and then he's talking to Charlie, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, you're right. That's exactly, that's exactly the kind of guy I am. I'm the old, the old me is back." And then he's like, "Oh, you know what? Yeah. I don't you take from the, nobody." Yeah. yeah. It's like you know what? That's the other. That was the other. The other guy we knew. Yeah, you took from everyone. Yeah. <laughs> that was that great. Was great. Yeah. That was a really good, really good comedic timing for that um mm-hmm. that little punchline so yeah i think adam sandler's a comedian though i is he um, yeah, i don't know yeah <laughs> um but yeah and and uh his freak out in in the dentist office mm-hmm. really good um mm-hmm. he does he does really good like high energy dramatic stuff yeah mm-hmm. uh, totes so it was yeah. good i liked it a lot so if there was any sort of renaissance 
in Adam Sandler's career. Uh, if, if there was a peak from which to fall, it was uh, we've seen it. It was Spanglish, The Longest Yard, Click, um, and and Rain Over Me. It's probably the emotional climax of Adam Sandler's career. Mm-hmm. And this is it, guys. <laughs> this is the slide. Yeah. Now, now there are a few exceptions. We'll talk about the perhaps exceptions. We'll talk about those. Uh, but this is the project, guys. When I had this in mind, and I knew that uh, Blended was coming out, and I had seen Grown Ups two the year before, and I was just so, uh, so salty about Adam Sandler. For most people, it started here, July twentieth. 2007, the summer after Rain Over Me. I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. That is so my jam. Uh, I now gay you, gay and gay. <laughs> um, because it's a two-hour gay joke. And it's so, so offensive. It really so... is. It really is. I, I don't, initially, I didn't hate it. And, and even watching it, I'm like, I know that I'm supposed to hate this, but I don't really hate it. For me, it's by far not his worst. But it's right. certainly the start. Yeah. Yeah. It's and like they try to backtrack at the end and try to salvage their like basic I mean, pretty blatant homophobia throughout the movie. And yeah. that you know, they try to salvage it and they tried. You know, they made some good points, but it doesn't excuse the previous hour and forty minutes. Mm-hmm. It's offensive to everyone. Mm-hmm. As soon oh, yeah. as they go into uh, the 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 fiery building, it's offensive to overweight people. Mm-hmm. The guy farts. There's a stupid <laughs> Bugs Bunny running joke, <laughs> and then as they pull him out of the uh, the burning apartment, he says, "Get me to a deli." <laughs> oh yeah. God, I forgot about that. Uh, Pushed it from my mind. It's so so lowest common denominator stuff yeah. here, and it's uh, it's worth mentioning. I, I found this on the IMDb message boards for it. Um, I'm just going to <laughs> what talk about lowest common denominator. No, I know. Well, you know. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> Jk. Damn it. Anyway, uh, Alexander Payne was one of the credited like writers. Yeah. And uh Really? Yeah. He which you know from The Descendants Sideways about Schmidt and one of my favorite movies from and when the, I saw it in February, Nebraska. The Federalist Papers. Thomas Paine, not Alexander Payne. History joke. <laughs> I'm so glad everyone was quiet for that. God damn it. <laughs> but <laughs> so <laughs> Someone asked why, how is he on it when this is a movie that's this? So a user replied, and granted, this is from a message board, so I don't know the, I don't, this is like the extent of, like just after I finish reading this, just imagine that there's a bracket next to it that says citation needed. But it was originally Barry Fanero's screenplay. David Dobkin, the original director at the time, commissioned both Alexander Payne and Jim Taylor to rewrite the screenplay. It was originally titled, titled Flamers. So yeah, oh my God. <laughs> um, a couple months later, David Dobkin dropped out, and Adam Sandler got on board. Sandler was attracted to the screenplay by how good it was. I can't imagine a movie, a screenplay called Flamers, would be that good. But then again, it's Sandler. Uh, then after he got on board, he rewrote it heavily with his cronies. Now you get the aborted fetus, which is this movie. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's just it's weird to it's a bummer to see Alexander Payne have this on his on his CV. Kevin, let me it? say this. Let me say that. Well, go ahead, Kevin. I was no, I didn't love it. I really hate in movies when 
characters are so obviously telling a lie, but we're supposed to pretend that they're not lying. Yeah. Like, it happens first when uh, Steve Buscemi comes to visit their house, and he asks some question, and they're like, what? No. No. We, uh... And they just, like, uh, beat around, and it's like, yeah. I hate trying to pretend right. that he that Steve Buscemi's character is supposed to believe that. Right. And he's uh, an investigator. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's the, supposed to be awesome. Right. Like, like Hawkeye. The, yeah, like the audience is in, like, ooh, we're in on it. Yeah. Ooh. Right. Yeah. Uh, totally. Again, more lowest common denominator stuff. Yeah. It's just, you know... Otherwise, uh, lowest common denominator. Uh, this is his first racial turn, Rob Schneider. Oh God, this. Oh man, yes. I posted. I posted. That was the worst. That was the lowest. I posted it on Facebook as a joke, and I was kind of worried that it wouldn't have it wouldn't have played that well. But it was on our Facebook page. I posted a picture of him because he plays an Asian minister in Canada, where they go to get married, and um. And he's very, like, offensively Asian stereotype throughout it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just took a picture of it and I posted it and I said, uh, so r- here's Rob Schneider as an Asian minister because uh, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry wasn't offensive enough. It needed to have Rob Schneider in it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's just, you know, double offensive there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just it was um, so, so, like, I didn't. Uh, how did that even, get out of the room? Like, how did that get out of the pitch of the idea? But go ahead, sorry. Kevin. I was just gonna say I didn't even get to watch long enough for the Jessica Biel underwear scene. Oh, oh yeah, the highlight of the movie. movie. Yeah, didn't even see it. Oh yeah, I and remember see, that. Scene. And that's what I'm trying to. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to. I feel like I've played uh, the supporter of Adam Sandler this whole time, and I shouldn't because for the most part his stuff is crap. Um, but I wondered about this movie, and I thought very hard about this movie uh, and why it made $120 million and and who this movie is for. Clearly it is it is not for us. But and, – and this is kind of an eternal debate about these kinds of things. Is this a good movie? For Adam Sandler's douchey fan base to see. Uh, Maybe. You know, it's... That's why I wonder if, if, like, Adam Sandler knew who his audience was, generally a gay-bashing group of idiots, Mm -hmm. would see this and say, well, Adam Sandler feels this way, maybe I should feel this way too. And I know, generally speaking, it wouldn't change that many people. But some people, maybe. Yeah, I get the sense that, like, he's done a lot of just, like, he's relied a lot on just, you know, gay humor um, yeah. and stuff like that. Gay Offensive gay humor. So maybe this was just like, you know, he was like, oh, that seems to work with my fans, so let's just go nuts. Yeah. Um, no pun. True, but I mean the way that it ends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember the way that it ends. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I don't know. I was um, so ready for this movie to be over with. Yeah. Um, yeah. So just just some filmmaking problems, which which are so obvious and numerous to even mention, but uh, that's what this show is for. I hate that uh, in terms of the writing, they can't get the balance between how fom- homophobic and accepting they actually are. Like when they're at home, they sleep in the same bed, but when they're on their honeymoon, they have to have two separate beds like just for the sake of the joke um offensive stereotype gays know how to dance good yeah Mm -hmm. that's a little ridiculous 
Um, there's also the scene when they're in the bathroom and one of the guys drops his soap. Actually, two of the guys drop uh, their soap. Yeah. And it goes into slow motion. Who is that for? hate that so much. I hated it. I, I cringed so bad at that scene. That is asking us to say, oh no, they're going to get f***ed in the ass. Right. <laughs> Who is the slow motion for? In a slow motion scene, the in a good movie, slow motion is for us to experience the scene in a different way. Mm-hmm. Experience it uh, slower so that the weight of the situation is on us. Yeah. Oh my god, this guy is almost going to get shot. They're going to slow it down <laughs> uh, and he's safe. This is asking us to say, watch these guys drop this soap slowly because holy sh- Gay stuff is about to happen. Yeah. That is uh, horribly offensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you, I can't add to that. You hit that yeah, out of the park. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's absolutely right. And then you have a guy who the character is actually supposed to be gay, being Rames, mm-hmm. and he comes yeah. in and he's just ridiculously stereotypical. Yeah. Yeah. He dances to the song. What was the song? Oh, yeah. Is it I'm Every Woman? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, I hate it. It's all on me. Um, yeah. yeah. Toward the end of the story, Adam Sandler's reading a bedtime story to uh, the kids. He's reading The Puppy Who Lost His Way. I oh, chuckled at that. I didn't notice that. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Which is, yeah, I, uh, good reference. <laughs> Wish it was in a better movie. <laughs> right. Uh, so yeah. I don't have anything else to say about this movie other other than I, I, I'm trying really hard to hate it as much as I know I'm supposed to. Yeah. There were some times where I chuckled. Uh, more than I wished I had. Were but overall, it's just not good. Were there sometimes that you larried? Oh, God damn it. Hey! God love it. damn it so much. <laughs> so many chicken heads. Uh, you know, uh, Jessica Biel sucks. <laughs> yeah. She's just yeah, a terrible she's actress. She's not good. Um, thank God she's hot because... She, well, I mean, good for her she's hot because she right, would right. have no career at all. <laughs> yeah. Just had to say that. Yeah, she's she's she wasn't memorable in the least bit. She was just you know another uh, and I'll also point out another surprise courtroom drama. Yeah. So yeah. Well, is it really surprising oh. though? No, and none, nothing about this movie was surprising <laughs> except for Asian Rob Schneider. What's the running count on courtroom dramas in Adam Sandler movies? Three. Ooh, this is up to three. Three. Big, Big Daddy right yeah. over me in this. Is there anything else? I think that was it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I'm looking right now. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm trying to see. That's a lot for one actor. <laughs> yeah. Anger management has some courtroom scenes. Yeah, but is is it the climax of the movie though? And it's no, not, it is not. It's not okay. a surprise. Yeah. It's just the three. Okay. I still think we should do a surprise courtroom drama episode. Yeah, we keep calling we keep calling it out though, whenever we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is not the first episode we've called out. Right, right. Surprise courtroom drama. But I, I agree, that'd be fun. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll talk about it off there. Yeah. Um. Everything noob. It's an everything gaming news podcast with your host Dreadlow. This is just a gag episode, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> everything makes a gag. Jemmy. They're looking towards the future. What? I'm not sure what future, but the future. And our master of ceremonies, Vortac. To me, Skyrim always sounded like a mild high club type activity. Get weekly gaming news with a live recording every Monday night at 10 p.m. Eastern. Or enjoy the high quality audio only version available Tuesday mornings from iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting directory. 
To find out more, check www.everythingnoob.com. It's in double O B. Happy gaming from the noobs. All right, so yeah. moving on. Yeah, I, I just want to say, Mike, you definitely, you, yeah, you totally knocked that out of the park. Oh, thank you. That. Yeah, I was gonna make um, another batting a thousand joke, but I, I got <laughs> ner- nervous. You're batting a thousand on the narration there. There you go. Hey. Hey. Uh, speaking of batting a thousand, the next movie, June sixth, two thousand eight, Sony Pictures, one hundred million dollars. This was the movie for me where I was angry with Adam Sandler. Angry with Adam Sandler for you don't mess with the Zohan. This made a hundred million dollars. A million dollars times one hundred. <laughs> what for the f- America? I know. <laughs> oh my god! It attracted viewers like a fat queer to but... a dick sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <sighs> wow, that line. Wow. <laughs> Did they use that twice in the movie or just once? I only remember once. I yeah, I think I pushed it from my memory after one. But something that they did do more than once in the first scene, the opening of the movie, Adam Sandler catches something with his ass twice. Yeah. Like in the first four minutes, I'm like, is that the height of your of of comedy for you? Because it's it's so so stupid, so over the top. But I mean, you had to admit his ass looked great in this movie. Well, it did. sure, he was he was fit. fit. He was ripped in this. Yeah, movie, yeah. he, he yes, looked he good, was. but. Yeah, too bad he uh, wasted it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And don't forget, you know, they did, they did solve the Middle East conflict between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Well, that's so. true. That is the one takeaway yeah. from this. I mean, they 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 hit that issue hard in this movie. And then, oh, yeah. now we have what, peace. What's ridiculous is near the end when the all the buildings end up blow like catching fire and blowing up, and they go, "Huh, oh, we'll just build them all." <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's the whole true. the whole little battle was nothing. That was the conflict. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. Uh, we'll just build them all. Huh. Yeah, it was such a stupid movie. Just from the beginning of this movie, I just hated it. And then, like, I kind of I paused it to go to the restroom and, and get a drink and stuff like that. And then I got caught up browsing Reddit. And then I went back to my room, and I was just like, I gotta I gotta finish watching this movie. <laughs> I, like, it was just. It was such a chore to watch this movie, and it was so, I mean, it was so hard to keep my attention focused on it because it was so just bad, um, and it made me feel bad for John Totoro. Yeah. Um, even Dave Matthews. I don't even really care about Dave Matthews. You know, I actually liked him in this. <laughs> yeah, I liked him Funny. in this, and actually I liked him uh, in Chuck and Larry. He was in Chuck and Larry. Yeah, he was. He's one of the. Uh, he's the guy that works at the the clothing store when they have their girls' day out. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. But as as a person who's talked to so many gun nuts at so many gun shows, he hit this out of the park. <laughs> they want to tell me how many rounds per second my rifle can shoot. Like that's just perfect. Yeah, that was funny. He's like, you 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 really get it. You and Mel Gibson. Yeah, that was funny. It, he, he his scene that scene was the high point of the movie for me. Yeah. Yeesh. Uh you know, I'm going to be honest, I haven't seen uh this movie saw it. I'm embarrassed to say that I own it on DVD. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was uh, is in the cheap bin used. Um and I feel bad about it because it, it is it? 
I remember. Yeah, I've seen. It. I saw it <laughs> no, in theaters. No, had to ask. Had you when you bought the movie? You had seen it. Yes, I had seen it in theaters. Wow. I know. <laughs> I know. And I came home angry, angry. Like I, I remember seeing it, and I was like, "This is it. This is this is sad." Adam Sandler's career dropping off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was so yeah. disappointed because up until this point, I was a staunch Adam Sandler supporter. I had missed some of the bad ones, and uh, maybe it had been uh, too long since I had seen Anger Management. I don't know, but I was I was a fan. I mean, how could I not have been since after The Longest Yard, Click, uh, and Rain Over Me? In right. Spanglish. And, and Spanglish. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't even think I saw Chuck and Larry until after uh, Zohan came out. Mm-hmm. But this movie made me so sad for his career. Yeah. To borrow your your question mike who is this movie for i mean i don't know it's like because he has these goofy goofy movies that are kind of like uh, like, i i don't know how to characterize them but i mean this movie is like is it supposed to be for the subset of middle eastern people that live in new york and have electronic stores is that like the demographic for this movie or is it a farce on them um. Yeah, a farce on them, and then for who? Who? Who yeah, makes I'm, these jokes? I don't know. Who cares about these jokes, Matt? No. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You got through the entire movie, right? Uh, yes. Unfortunately, so was it worse or better than Little Nicky? Oh, uh-huh. it's better than Little Nicky. It's better, yeah, because I couldn't even get through. I Little think Nicky. I like because I actually laughed in this movie. Yeah, a few uh, times. Yeah, I think I did too. Me too. I yeah. think, yeah. Um, to answer your question, though, this movie's for Jewish people. Seriously, oh, like I'm sure. not. I mean, because there's so many Jewish tropes in it with the hummus and he's a Mossad agent, all that shit. Now, I asked this question before we recorded. Um, I wasn't clear on this. Did he like hummus in the movie? <laughs> you know, I think it's. I think it's. <laughs> is it a reference to my big fat Greek wedding? I don't know. All I know is that they're when when they. When they got to the scene where he had, where he took the, put the fire out with a big pump of of hummus, I was like, okay. In the very yeah. opening scene, he dips the pita or whatever in the hummus, and it's like so dramatic. Yeah, like, <laughs> like he's splashing it around. Yeah, Kevin uh, with there? the sound effects. I know. Today. You yeah. guys need me to do sound effects for the podcast from now. Oh on? yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Cool. Kevin Winslow over here. <laughs> You can do oh you can do the sound effects for Matt taking a big dunk during Zohan. <laughs> was it was the hummus? Is that real hummus? Was it product placement? I have no I don't, I don't know. I didn't I that in the fizzy whatever. I was like I'm not even looking up. Fizzy bubbly. Fizzy yeah. Fizzy bubbly. Fizzy bubbly. Fizzy bubbly. Although that actually did kind of work, because that made me really thirsty. And, it did, yeah. kind of, yeah. yeah. That's why. What was with? Why did he say no, 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 so many times? No, 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 no. Because no, um, no, no, no. Because no. that's how that's how Jewish people talk. <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. like it's sure. yeah. That, that I like. I say that sometimes. Like no, 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 no. Who tell you this? Who tell you this? Like it's kind of funny. I yeah. thought it, I thought it was. Is it though? No, 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 yeah, no, 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 but yeah, it was just, it was, you know, it was, yeah, it was a chore. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at it on IMDb right now, and it has my rating from when I first watched it. I gave it a four. Oh, 
Oh, it's not bad. Oh. For, I mean, for as crappy as this movie is. Yeah. Yeah. Mariah Carey's in this movie. Right. It's, how did uh, they get her? I don't know. It's so out of place. Yeah. How did she? How did they get her to say yes to that? I don't know. Uh, this might have been like after her breakdown, and she needed a. Because remember, she went through that breakdown, That's right. emotional breakdown, where oh, she yeah. was like drunk on TRL. That's huh. right. And her career was kind of in the pits, so I, I think she needed a. She needed a little pick me up. There was more strange casting in this, in that. I think I pointed it out to Matt and like like genuinely they have John Turturro, Emmanuel Shriki, and of course Rob Schneider. They all play Palestinians. Emmanuel Shriki is the closest to that. She's her parents are like Moroccan Jewish immigrants. But then like John Turturro's Italian. Rob Schneider is white. <laughs> white. Yeah. White. Like like Kevin and Michael White. That's us. Hey. Um <laughs> So you never it, heard that one. That really hurt my feelings, Tiny. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, so like it's you know it's just more. It's almost like all the gay stuff. It's like th- they're famous for at least Rob Schneider playing people who are not in his race, <laughs> the Asian guy, and then later on in bedtime stories he plays an American Indian. Yeah, let's let's talk about that for just a second. And click, he was a, a Middle Eastern. Prince or something. Prince yeah, of, he Prince was. Of yeah. Um, a booby? A booby. A booby. Very good. A yeah. Something Abubi? like that. Yeah. No, they, this they debate the, the association. <laughs> it has to stop somewhere. The Rob Schneider joke? The Rob Schneider as yeah. a racial stereotype. Yeah. The Rob Schneider as an actor type. <laughs> <laughs> sure. No, it, it, it really does. It's so, like, it's the new you can do it thing. Mm-hmm. It's, and, oh, man, we're going to have a long... Angry discussion about bedtime stories on this one, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it, he and this one, you know, I, I don't know how I felt about him having an expanded role, but I part of me was kind of like because I can't stand the guy because because Sandler movies has have made me hate him, but in this I was like, huh, that's actually nice that his friend threw him a bone and gave him more of a more of a role. Yeah, um, yeah, I you know with him I think they were more making fun of like terrorists. Yeah. Like, as opposed to Middle Eastern people or Muslims, what have you. Yeah. But still, you have a white guy playing it. And granted, I doubt there are many Palestinian actors. Right. <laughs> but still, I don't, they could have tried a little harder. I will say yeah. the um, um, the Hezbollah hotline thing. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. It kind of, it, it worked on me. Yeah. But yeah. I found uh, when they're getting ready to go to war. All of his friends pulling their guns and stuff out of all their things. I found that to be entertaining. All the places they had their guns. The guy pulls grenades out of a deep fryer. That was funny. Yeah. They take a radio apart and there's yeah. a gun. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And I thought the part where he like he's holding somebody and then he kicks them and like they just see his like it's obviously a fake foot coming yeah. up. Like, he's like, he Is does that the you? double feet. Yeah, he's like, Was that your foot? Like, that was a little... It was stupid as hell, but just the guy being like, was that your foot? I thought, I don't know, I just thought it was kind of funny. That's just... Um, going back to our discussion of Blended, um, could he use more Kevin Nealon? Mm. Thought he was good as the, the yeah. community watch guy. Again, having to reel him in would have been hilarious if it, he, he could have been right at R. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Yep. So, yeah. 
You don't mess with the Zohan. <laughs> don't mess with the Zohan, and I don't think we should anymore. No. Zohan. So, Matt, you have strong opinions. Uh, Christmas, 08. Bedtime stories, 110 million, his 12th highest grossing. God, I made 110 million dollars. <sighs> I'm waiting for us to disagree on something, and I'm, I'm kind of excited about this one because we've been in the same boat. What What's so offensive about this one? For me, I'll just speak quickly about just the the thing I didn't like about this movie was Rob Schneider. That that was just too oh, okay. much. And like what I meant by having a long discussion about it is he actually said the line. He was like, they're having this conversation about getting him a horse or something. And he's a Native American for whatever reason. And then they stop talking and then he just throws in like a, he throws in. He's like, I can do it. I'm mm-hmm. like, why? Why do you have to resurrect that? joke <laughs> um and i was just so i played it back and i was like i can't believe that they that they think that this is still relevant or anything but as a whole the movie i didn't really like it that much i liked it as a premise i thought it was kind of cute um they used it for an episode of scrubs if I, or i don't know if they used it for it but they had a similar episode of scrubs that played a little bit better um that was actually this exact kind of premise. It was just a bedtime story with characters from uh, the hospital. But one thing that I did appreciate from it that I actually that like I actually kind of it didn't make me tear up or anything, but it kind of like made me think like, oh yeah, I, I can totally get that. Is the uh, the whole arc with like the whole the whole thing with him being a he, him being an uncle and and um, interacting with with his. Uh, niece and nephew there was a boy and a girl right yeah yeah but just like the scene where the girl is like do you think do you think my dad's ever gonna come back or whatever and then he's like he's kind of like he's kind of like a little heartbroken he's like i don't know it's or whatever like that resonated that's a tough one yeah i was like uh, that resonated with me because i'm an uncle and you know uh my sister's ex is just you know a piece of but um oh he he's not gonna listen to the podcast he can't even read but (laughs) it um he can't even read. He can't even read. But no, it's, it's not his fault. He can't read. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it just it resonated with me because I mean I've seen I've seen my nephews ask for their dad, and I've seen the way that my that that their dad interacts with uh, my sister, and how much that makes me rage. But um, so yeah, it just you know that that kind of got to me a little bit. But on the whole, I think the movie was. I feel like they had an idea, and then they didn't really stick to that. They didn't. They didn't really see that through to make a quality movie. But it's not the worst movie on this list by a long shot. Yeah, I think you you took the words out of my mouth. Nice. Yeah, Kevin, yeah, I agree with you. What do you think? I think it's cute, and I have a big crush on Carrie Russell. Oh, not, you know, so do I. I I think she's charming. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get out, Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I believe uh, Sandler and Courtney Cox as brother and sister. Yeah, because they're yeah. both yeah. super annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bought that. Yeah, I, I bought it too. How crazy was Courtney Cox at this point in her in her career? Because she didn't seem crazy in the movie. I think she was. Had there been enough years since Friends got canceled <laughs> that she was just like I don't know. She was a little more normal, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. She's crazy now? Sure. Uh, she's just she all was. like... I don't know. She's kind of all over the place. She's yeah. not really that relevant now. 
She had friends was when friends she had like ended. a ridiculous amount of plastic surgery. Oh yeah. That's oh right. yeah. You can tell in this one. You can see the difference uh, between this and I think uh, it's, longest yard. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like the beginning. Well, yeah. and she was married to David Arquette for like a decade. Right. So there you mm-hmm. go. But she eventually divorced him. So there you go. Yeah. Um, I was really bored with this movie. Yeah. So I was I. I was bored. I just didn't care at all. Yeah. It's not for us, but I I wonder if a kid would like it. I think they would. Mm-hmm. Me yeah, too. I think so. It's cute enough. I they're they're. I hope it doesn't sound like because it's the end of the episode we're running out of things to say. But no. I, that's more indicative of the movies. Yeah, there's very little to say about was, this movie. Was Russell Brand anything at this point? Um, just a comedian. I think he was just yeah, a stand-up. I think so too. This was. 2008. When did when did Forgetting Sarah Marshall come out? That came out like about so, that time, maybe 08? a year before. Yeah, oh eight, oh seven. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, he was like just like breaking out a little bit. Um, mm. Same year, 2008. Forgetting Sarah Marshall came out just yeah. before it. So huh. it feels like this was much earlier than that. It does because Sandler sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just want to forget. It's uh, right. it's a Disney movie. Yeah, it is weird. Yeah. Has Harry Potter's uncle in it? Yeah, the late. Um, I can't remember his name. Me either. That's yeah, something Griffiths. Sad, uh, but yeah, he's he's dead now though. Yeah. I feel bad for Guy Pierce because he's terrific. Yeah. But, yeah, but this no. Maybe his paycheck. Yeah. 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 Um. So, uh, I mean, unless you guys have anything to add, I I, f- I feel like Matt said it best with the. Oh, thank you. The, Nice idea for a premise. Didn't fully see it through. Might be cute for kids. Doesn't really work. Probably never watch it again. (laughs) Also, I just taught my nephew how to give me a thumbs up, so there's that. That's good. Cute. That's cool. Yeah. Congrats. He's nine, by the way. (laughs) He's actually going off to Vassar this fall. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that's awesome. All right. Uh, so we've come to the end, but before we go, we've got one last movie in uh, the '09s, and this is a turn. Uh, again, we've had a few of these, but this is another not particularly an Adam Sandler movie. Uh, it's July 31st was released in '09, made 51 million dollars. It's ranked 17th on this list. Universal Pictures, Funny People. I thought it made. I thought it was more successful than that. I'm so bummed it wasn't. Yeah. Yep. What was Me that too. Number? I'm shocked like, to see those numbers. How m- Fifty-one million. Fifty-one million. Wow. To put that into context, that was what, uh, like half of what Bedtime Chuck stories. and Larry made. Was it Chuck and Larry it, that made it? Less than half of Chuck and Chuck and Larry. Half of Zohan. Yeah, it's half, half of Zohan. Zohan. It's redonkulous. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the length of the movie really turned people off. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Two and a half hours is way too long. It is. Um, and I love Apatow. Apatow movies are, are great. I, I love them. And I, I really Anymore? Like, really? Can we say that? Um, you you know, love two of Apatow's movies. I love three of them. Three of his movies. Okay. Yeah. Wait. There was 40-Year-Old Virgin, Knocked Up, Funny People. Was Funny People the third one? Funny People is the third one. Pineapple oh. Express was not, not directed by him. Right. I, I, I like his brand. And I, I like the movies that he directs a lot. Um, except no, you four. don't. Did you see uh, This Is 40? Yeah, but that's one out of four movies. 
Uh, oh, and you're, I guess you're counting Funny People. Yeah, yeah, because okay. he directed Funny People. Yeah. Um, but those three movies, the, his first three movies that he directed, I really liked. And I really like Funny People, it, despite its length. Because mm-hmm. um, it's... Uh, it's all about a, a like because it's a, about com- comedians and it's it's kind of this underworld of entertainment that not underworld of entertainment but the subculture of entertainment that is is really really uh, something that interests me just as a, just as an audience member or as a as a spectator I would never want to do it because I'd be too scared but it's. It's something that just really interests me from hearing it, hearing like them talk about it on Nerdist and stuff like that. I just really like the culture of of stand up comedy, and I think that they really explored it pretty well in in this movie. And it was obviously it was a little long, very long actually, and it got kind of muddled here and there. But I think I think it was a really cool examination of that that subculture and about some of the. Um, mentality that goes into being a stand-up comic and some of the competitive competitiveness and mm-hmm. uh dickishness it kind of it, it kind of pulled back the curtain yeah 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 mm-hmm. there's there's some darkness behind all this comedy yeah yeah it's very similar in mission to tropic thunder sure yeah uh, but for stand-up comedy obviously but for stand-up comedy yeah. exactly yeah um I, I really liked i really liked how much i hated jason schwartzman yeah. Um, yeah. His character. Yeah, he was such an ass. Yeah. Um and like I there's that scene where um Seth Rogen wants to hook up with with um Aubrey Plaza and like just that scene where he walks walks in the room and he sees her come out of Jason Schwartzman's room. I was like like I felt for the guy. Yeah. I cringed so hard. I felt bad. Um I just I I liked that whole dynamic that kind of sub um subplot throughout throughout the movie mm-hmm. um, kevin and i actually got to watch this one together oh nice we watched it over the weekend oh that's, that's cool. sweet yeah till like yeah. two in the morning it was tough to stay awake <laughs> yeah. it was that last day. half an hour yeah and kevin do the eric banna oh what did he say <laughs> don't talk to me like that <laughs> i'd appreciate it <laughs> oh yeah but cameron diaz f- <laughs> that's great oh, man. I love when they're, <laughs> they're watching rugby he's like I hate that little <laughs> I like that big <laughs> right there yeah <laughs> I was dozing off during once he came on once he came on screen I regrettably was gr- dozing off because I love him in this movie yeah. I think he's really that's, good that's the point at which you start to doze off if it were not for Kevin's annoying dog <laughs> I think I would have been dozing off as well <laughs> Those yeah. people will blow you for a wee fit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I guess at the dinner table in front of kids. Yeah. It's just funny. Yeah. Uh, and how much of that is just his accent? Because he, he'd used his native accent because so he could use, so he could do improv better, so he can ad lib right. better. Right. So how much of his performance is, is, like, the quality of it is dictated by his use of the accent and, and as opposed to not? Definitely some, but it doesn't overwhelm the performance totally. Yeah. Okay. How, how much do you guys think the terrible movies referenced in the movie were a reference to Adam Sandler's career? I was going to bring oh, 100%. this up. One hundred percent. Blatantly is like, Absolutely. but then with that, he didn't like. Some of it was like very like Jack and Jill and 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 stuff like that. Like I kept thinking of Jack and Jill whenever I saw it. And this predates Jack and Jill. 
So is there anything in it that's like as stupid as that in his in his filmography that we've discussed? Wait, Little Nicky. Little Nicky. Yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. So yeah. He's, he's a f***ing merman, dude. <laughs> going overboard was yeah. pretty dumb. Oh, God. Going overboard was so awful. They superimposed his head on a baby's body. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. dumb. Oh, and I hated that. I hated those scenes. Because it was yeah. like, not this young. <laughs> it's like, oh, I hated it so much. I never wanted to punch a baby before. <laughs> but... That and then and I will say that when he's hooking up with a girl and she's like F- me like mermaid, yeah. I was like that is and really he's doing good. The face. Yeah. Like, oh man. Uh, <laughs> like I kind of wish part of the part of me kind of wishes that this movie had been more serious. Like like you can you can take spoiler alert I guess, but you can take fifty fifty and um uh, funny people. And like have a double feature and call it the Seth Rogen helps a friend who's dying of an illness. But wait, the, the guy doesn't die. Double feature. Double feature. Um, yeah. Well, the, you yeah. know the the number one thing people say about this movie, the the criticism of this movie is that it is two movies spliced together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, it definitely is. I agree with that so much. Uh, and the second movie is not nearly as great as the first one. Nope. Nope. And uh, it just turns one in one hundred percent into chasing the girl. Yeah, and it wasn't that interesting. But I right. think I think the two movies are mirrors, though. You know, they mirror each other in a way because they are. They're sequels they of his to. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know. I yeah yeah, it's true. It but was having them separate would just lessen the effect of both of them, though. So they have to be together, and unfortunately. It it was just a little bit too much, but you know it, I think with in better hands maybe with a little more editing could have been a little bit better. I wish that the movie had been Seth Rogen helping out his one of his idols as his comedy idols going back to like going back to his roots of stand up comedy and he's being like just an ass and everything like that. But he, I would like my my pitch for an alternate funny people would be him. Helping George Simmons, Adam Sandler, out, but not knowing that he's sick, and then finally, kind of at the end, like he dies or whatever, and he's just like, "Whoa, okay," and it kind of switches his perception of mm. of his, of his idol. I wish that I think that would have been a better movie. Plus, Adam Sandler would have died on screen. <laughs> <laughs> the question that Kevin kind of posed earlier, uh, how much is he making fun of those? It is not the real question. The real question is. How true to life is this? He hates his life and his career at the beginning of this movie. The question is, how much does Adam Sandler hate his life and his career? True. Well, the, huh. the, the stark difference is that George Simmons has no friends. Yeah. Whereas I think Adam yep. Sandler has a lot of friends. Yeah, we, yeah, meet, we meet a lot of them. On yeah. <laughs> he, and and he, I think when he's making these movies... He's having fun. Oh yeah, you know, because yep. he doesn't have to try, and he's making a ton of money, and he's being a d bag with his friends. Yeah, so, there's so is he uh, then maybe embarrassed by his career, and that's what he's saying? I think it's more of just an acknowledgement. Yeah, as opposed to any I kind agree. of statement. Yeah, on how he feels okay. about it. I think it's more of just an acknowledgement. But I like what you're saying, though. Yeah. Um. And the, talking about him making movies with his friends and stuff, there's a really, really great, honest. I think it's an honest trailers for grownups where it's like they're they're showing clips and everything, and then they're like, um, 
don't worry about laughing at this movie because they laugh throughout it for you. <laughs> and it's just, it's a montage of all the times that they laugh in the movie. And it's, yeah. it's numerous. Uh-huh. Yep. I'll put it in the show notes for you guys. Um, but yeah, and I mentioned in, I think it was part one, um, I mentioned how I would circle back to, to me talking about him being angry on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and my, my memory of this movie was different. So it wasn't it wasn't evident in that because he does he does these like really he his face contorts and everything and he gets very animated when he's angry, mm-hmm. uh, but it wasn't he was he actually did a pretty good performance in this movie so I recant my um, disappointment in that from there your criticism my criticism from that but although in earlier movies he does do that stupid like oh yeah thing you totally have a point oh yeah but just not in funny people right. Or rain over me. Or rain over me. Yeah. yeah. So, um, is this, is Funny People recognized as one of his best? How How is the Adam Sandler performance? Because oh, the movie's good. Yeah. I think it's good, and I think it's, I almost think it's like a reluctantly good performance. Because I think he, you know, he and uh, Judd Apatow are good friends. Yeah, and I feel like he really wanted to bring it for his friend, but he's just in the he's just in the middle of this part of his career where he just doesn't give a shit and just like <laughs> he's just phoning stuff in, and so he but he really had to try for this. I, I don't know. He seemed very casual to me, just trying to be Adam Sandler. Really, not being huh. over the top, ridiculous, funny, not trying to be serious, rain over me, Adam Sandler, but just kind of I'm gonna be Adam Sandler on screen. Hmm. Yeah, I I got yeah, that. Yeah, it's like his excuse because he's done that in other movies. Yeah, I I, th- I agree, but not as much as uh, he was with um, um, anger management. Anger management was just his, he phoned it in completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I like the movie though. I really do. Me too. I love the ending. Yeah, yeah, so do I. It's a, it's a sweet ending. Mm-hmm. It is very sweet. It always, uh, every time I watch this movie, makes me want to do some stand-up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to stand up and stretch my legs because it's so long. <laughs> or take a big dump like during the middle of Zohan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I love it. <laughs> or before the podcast. <laughs> so, weird to think uh, that for the most part, we would stay in the positives. I guess it was 50-50, and we ended on a high note. Yeah, definitely. I guess I didn't expect that. It's. I, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you uh, broke them down this way, Matt. Oh yeah. Because part four is the one we're all dreading. Oh, uh, it's going to be such a disaster. Mm-hmm. Part four is going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. So I guess uh, to go back to the to the essential thesis, the main question um, is: Adam Sandler good? Was there nostalgia? Is he terrible? Uh, what can we say about Adam Sandler in part three? The downfall. <laughs> this is the downfall. Yeah, halfway through is the downfall. Yeah, it's it's this is where he this is where he just goes off the deep end and he kind of comes up for air a little bit for funny people, but I'm afraid that it's uh downhill from here. Yeah. Tiny. That's, that's good, yeah. He kinda comes up for air to help out his friend, sorta. <laughs> but then it's just it's just all downhill from there. Kevin, what do you think of part three of Sandler? 
I think it's the the beginning of the downfall. I think uh, we all can say that it's the downfall because we know what happens next. But if you're looking at it, what was the, when did uh, Funny People come out? Two thousand nine. If you're in two thousand nine and saying, let's take a look at Adam Sandler's career. Yeah. I don't know that you're quite saying, all right, here comes the downfall. Right. That's a good point. I think you mm-hmm. can say. I think he's had a couple of bad movie movies in the last two or three years. Right, but then he's had a then he had a good one with yeah funny people, people. The, and that's kind of I think what what's so disappointing about part four that we're we're about to see is he just put out funny people. Mm-hmm. You know, he he decided not to work with his regular team. He did an Apatow movie. Uh, it was funny. It was long. It was interesting. It was a little bit of drama, but also a comedy. It, it's got to go up from here, right? It was funny, people. Hey. Sorry, All right, Matt's man. tired. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Matt, Matt's taking a big dump. Duh, Mike, I swear. <laughs> he left the room like 15 minutes ago. I think he's wireless. Plop. I'm sorry, you're not dumping. No, no, it's fine. I do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. Every day. Uh, and I guess I kind of will just echo some of the things y- you said. This this is the part where I become disappointed. Uh, mm-hmm. The highlights of this one are, are certainly The Longest Yard is probably my favorite of this bunch. Favorite not because it's the best, but only because it's the best surprise. Uh, maybe it's maybe it's the more the tail end of part two when he was still successful. But uh, Click was great. Rain Over Me is fantastic. And then there's a dive bomb. Yeah. I hope there's some new renaissance after part four, but um spoiler alert, part four is gonna get ugly. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a fun discussion. Slaughter. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I think that should do it. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. Any closing any closing uh, uh comments? Kevin, do you have anything to say? Anything I don't. you wanna I don't. Yeah. I think I spilled it. Oh, cool. Anything you wanna plug or any like you you wanna like say your Twitter handle so people can no. stalk you? No. Okay. Do you wanna give your I don't address? Use Twitter very often. Okay. Yeah, I'll give my address. Okay, good. Yeah, he lives in Indianapolis. It's um <laughs> No. Um yeah. Okay, cool. So should I sign us out? Yes, sir. Do it. Okay. <clears throat> As always, thank you for listening to the Obsessive Viewer Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our part three of our four-part Summer of Sandler episode. Um, thank you to Loud Like for providing our awesome opening theme music. Their first EP is called Mistakes We Must Make and is available on iTunes, Google Play, all anywhere you can. You can also find, uh, in that EP, you can find our theme song, the full-length version of our theme song, and clips of events that they so graciously gave to us to use for the podcast. So thanks, guys, and, you know, give them... Give them a, uh, a listen and a review and rate and all that stuff and tell everyone about them because they're pretty awesome. Uh, also, make sure you rate and review us on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. And you can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer. Follow each of us on Twitter. You can find me, Matt, at obsessiveviewer. Tiny is at obsessivetiny. And Mike is at I am Mike White. You can also check out the blog at obsessiveviewer.com where I am hoping to post more stuff soon. I'm, I'm tr- One of us is going to do a review of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, <laughs> And uh, and we've got a bunch of stuff on there from the past year and a half, so you should check that out. Um, you'll find plenty of movie reviews and industry commentary there and TV show reviews and stuff like that. Um, also check out obsessivebooknerd.com. It's where we review books and provide commentary on the evolving world of reading. Um, also check out Tiny Side Project, The Secular Perspective, at thesecularperspective.com. It's a podcast exploring religion and secularism in the world today and how they interact and clash and, and intersect with one another. 
And if you have, finally, if you have any thoughts on the podcast or suggestions for future topics or anything you want, to, uh, any sound files of reviews or, or what your what your take on Sandler is in this batch of movies, you can email us at uh, um, email us each individually at matt at obsessiveviewer.com, tiny at obsessiveviewer.com, and mike at obsessiveviewer.com. And that about does it, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we got to do this so I could not think about it for an hour and a half, but uh, he will be missed. It's a, it's a sad day for comedy. It really is. For the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm telling you guys, if like 300 people download this episode, there's going to be like two people who are going to laugh really hard at that Thomas Paine joke. <laughs> uh, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, Kevin, thanks for joining us. Yes, thank yeah, you so much, Kevin. Always great to have yeah. you. Glad you're local now, so you can come back and whenever. Gotta come back. Yeah, totally. Yep. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, I gotta go take a. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank you. So. Basically, I've just been batting a thousand for the order of these movies when they're, <laughs> when they're released in the same year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you say... Wait, do you not understand what batting a thousand is, or are you being no sarcastic? It, I don't know what I'm... What does batting a thousand mean? It means 100%. <laughs> it means you're fucking yeah. amazing. I thought that that was like... Isn't it a colloquial thing to say like you're batting a thousand, like you're not doing well at something? I swear to God, I thought that that's what it was. <laughs> I swear nope. to God, I thought no, that's man. what it was. No, it's, batting is perfect. I think maybe somebody might say that sarcastically. Yeah. Like, oh, maybe, you're really, you're really batting. Maybe my family. So maybe my family's been stupid. <laughs> then, like you're I really know, batting think, a thousand there. I know. I think you're right. I think I've heard that. Maybe it's before. a sarcastic. It's, thing. it's sarcastic. Yeah. All right, let's pretend I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I'm really batting a thousand here, guys. It's funny because I just went to a <laughs> baseball game. You, did. you yeah. were just out clearly of didn't pay attention. <laughs> no. <laughs>